Hello, everybody. Um, I want to say a special hello to my little sparks and my little embers and my Christ-wired youth. I'm missing all of you during this, um, and I hope y'all are having fun, you know, being out of school, kind of, um, and just getting to sleep in late and everything, but stay safe. Okay, so... This is going to be the first podcast for Children's Church slash youth. Um, uh, We're going to talk about Palm Sunday today. Um, Because this Sunday, April, uh, like April 5th, there we go. April 5th is Palm Sunday. And we're going to talk about what Palm Sunday is first before we get into the Bible lesson. So we have a basis. Um, So Palm Sunday, of course, is always the Sunday before Easter is celebrated. And uh, we're going to talk about why we celebrate it. So like, what is Palm Sunday? Well, Palm Sunday is Jesus's triumph. I know I'm not saying that right. Uh, entry into Jerusalem. It's uh, where he rode in on a donkey into the city. And we'll talk about more about that in a, in a little bit when we get into the Bible lesson. Um, it's also called Palm Sunday because the people, when he entered, laid down palm branches and their coats and they they praise God singing parts of uh, Psalms 118 verses 25 and 26. But did you know that Palm Sunday was actually prophesied back in the Old Testament in Zechariah 9.9? Let me turn to that. Okay, so... In Zechariah 9.9, it says, Rejoice, O people of Zion. Shout and triumph, O people of Jerusalem. Look, your king is coming to you. He is righteous and victorious, yet he is humble, riding on a donkey, riding on a donkey's colt. Okay, so, why is that such a big deal? Well, kings usually rode horses. Now, they definitely rode horses during wartime but during peace they actually did ride donkeys to represent peace um, in certain cultures and stuff so that Jesus is coming in peacefully another thing uh, where is Palm Sunday mentioned in the Bible well besides being prophesied about in Zechariah it is mentioned in all four gospels that's Matthew, Mark, Luke and John and you can uh, read about it in Matthew 21 Mark 11 Luke 19 starting with verse 28 John 12 starting with verse 12 now the significance of palm branches Uh, we will go over after um, we read 
our Bible lesson. And we're going to read our Bible lesson out of Luke 19. Just because I like how he wrote it better. I, I identify with Luke a whole lot more. Um, in uh, a lot of his writing. And I think it's because it's just similar to my writing style. Um, him and John. Uh, so... We're going to turn to Luke 19, starting with verse, I know I just said it, verse 28. Okay, to set up here, this is after Jesus has raised Lazarus from the dead. Um, he, he has predicted his death uh, before he's blessed the little children. Um, the Pharisees and Sadducees do not like Jesus. They're already planning his death by this point. Um, and you can read more about that. I believe John says more about it. Um, e each gospel has its own unique take. Just like every person you talk to has their own unique take of things they see. And we've talked about this before in class. Uh, if you go to Mark, Mark's always different than the other three. He always throws in something different than the others. Because I guess he just, what he observed and what he liked to write about was different. Um, because it's four different people's perspectives. Um, so we're going to read... Luke 19 now. Okay, so starting with verse 28. Jesus' triumphant entry. After telling the story, he had just told the parable of the ten servants, Jesus went on towards Jerusalem, walking ahead of his disciples. As he came to the towns of Bethphag and Bethany on the Mount of Olives, he sent two disciples ahead. Go into that village over there, he told them. As you enter it, you will see a young donkey tied there that no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks, why are you untying that colt? Just say, the Lord needs it. So they went and found the colt, just as Jesus had said. And sure enough, as they were untying it the owners asked them why are you untying the colt and the disciples simply replied the lord needs it so they brought the colt to jesus and they threw their garments over it for him to ride as he rode along the crowd spread out their garment duh as they rode along the crowds spread out their garments on the road of him when he reached the place where the road started down the mount of olives all his followers began to shout and sing as they walked along, praising God for all the wonderful miracles they had seen. Blessings on the king who come in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest heaven. But some of the Pharisees among the crowd said, Teacher, rebuke your followers for saying things like that. He replied, if they keep quiet, the stones along the road would burst into cheers. But as he came closer to Jerusalem, he saw the city ahead and he began to weep. 
How I wish today that you of all people would understand the way of peace. But now it is too late and peace is hidden from your eyes. Before long, your enemies will build ramparts against your walls and encircle you and close in on you from every side. They will crush you into the ground and your children with you. Your enemies will not leave a single stone in place because you did not accept your opportunity for salvation. Jesus is talking here of uh, one, what he's about to do, salvation, and for them not accepting him, he's talking about the future in, in history, the wars coming. They're, they're already conquered by Rome right now, but it's about to get a lot worse uh, for them in history. But you see, the people were excited when Jesus came. They, they weren't questioning what he was doing. They were excited and they had seen the miracles. And they were like, yeah, this man is awesome. Look at him. He must truly be the Messiah. And this is just a week before, um, or six days before the Passover, which is where the Lord's Supper takes place and then the Garden of Gethsemane. And... By that point, the people have decided, oh, we're going to turn against him. But this right here, Jesus is walking in triumphant. And he knows what's about to happen. He's already predicted his death. But the way he walks in is a representation of salvation. He's coming in to bring peace, to bring salvation. That's why he's riding a donkey. That's why there's palms being laid down and there's just rejoicing um and it's an amazing thing because they're doing this not for you know caesar they're doing this for a a man who's a nomad okay and remember nomad means he has no home he travels around and to do that for a person like that is remarkable. That just shows you who Jesus really is. That they, that he is the true king of kings. Um, we're going to go, we're going to go to John uh, chapter 12. And we're going to read a little bit of that. Um, uh, he... He didn't, bleh. Luke told a little longer account of the triumphant entry. John's is a little bit smaller. And then John goes more into what leads up to the crucifixion. So, which we'll talk about on the Good Friday podcast. And we'll talk about what Good Friday is then too. But, um, John comes down and the people had taken palm branches and went down the road to meet Jesus and they shouted praise God blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord hail to the king of Israel Jesus found a young donkey and rode in on it fulfilling the prophecy that had said don't be afraid people of Jerusalem look your king is coming riding a donkey's colt his disciples didn't understand at the time that this was a fulfillment of prophecy. But after Jesus entered into his glory, they remembered what had happened and realized that these things had been written about him. 
Many in the crowd had seen Jesus calling Lazarus from the tomb, raising him from the dead, and they were telling others about it. This was the reason so many went out to meet him, because they had heard about the miraculous sign. The Pharisees said to each other, There's nothing we can do. Look, everyone has gone after him. So, John gets into a little bit more detail than Luke does. He Luke lays it out, John, as the details. And you see that because the people have seen this miraculous thing where he rose Lazarus from the dead four days after Lazarus was dead and buried. And... Uh, my favorite thing uh, was uh, one of the people said to Jesus before he rose Lazarus, Surely he stinketh by now. If you, King James Version says stinketh, and it's just, it's hilarious. Because um, Jesus kind of just sidesteps that and goes, I'm calling him forward. <laughs> um. But, as we see, the people are excited, and they even call him the king of Israel here. And we know just a few days later, they turn on him, and they shout, crucify him, crucify him. It's amazing that they go from this to that. And, um, it, it's really sad, because that's how people are today. We've talked about it in class before. That a lot of people, they they want to, these big things to happen and be bold in their face, right? And that's just not how it is. We know, like, when God spoke to Elijah, remember? Um, that he wasn't in the big storm. He wasn't in the earthquake. He was in the whisper. God doesn't always just do in-your-face stuff. It's usually small stuff. Um, and now, uh, I was going to talk about why palms, well, we call it Palm Sunday because they laid palms down and, uh, we're going to talk about why that is so important. So we understand, you know, when you hear about it, you just think, oh, they laid leaves down. What's the big deal there? Well, they were making sure when they laid his, their coats down, their garments in the palms, that his, he didn't touch soul, uh, which was lifting Jesus up in their, in their eyes. Um, but we're going to talk about, in different cultures, what the palm represents. And uh, let me find my paper. Oh, before we get to that, I want to go to Matthew real quick, chapter 21. And this is what Matthew writes. He, he writes the triumphant entry, and uh, he, he says what all the people say. And um, as they're praising him, they praise God for the Son of David. Blessings on the one who comes in, naming the Lord. Praise God in the highest of heaven. Then it goes on to say, The entire city of Jerusalem was in an uproar as he entered. Who is this, they asked. And the crowds replied, It's Jesus, the prophet 
from Nazareth and Galilee. Where, now, these people, because you see that Jerusalem is that, these people, Jesus was always traveling in a crowd. He had a huge crowd following him wherever he went. And it was hard to get away from people to have alone time for him to pray for God. And we've done lessons on that in the past. Uh, we're not doing them currently because right now we're in the Old Testament um, in our answers in Genesis. But, of course, with this being a special Sunday, we're jumping over into Palm Sunday. Um, now, Mark... His is very, Mark writes just little experts or things, but like I said, he adds little interesting stuff. The others just don't. Um, like he talks about Jesus in a fig tree. And if you want to know about what happened with Jesus in the fig tree, go to Mark 11, verse 12, and you can read that. that that's your assignment <laughs> if you want it. <laughs> um, but. After Jesus had came to Jerusalem, he went to the temple, and he will talk about what he does at the temple later on, um, either, probably in the next podcast. Um, af so, after looking around carefully at everything, he left because it was late in the afternoon, then he returned to Bethany with 12 disciples. Um, this was after the temple and, and everything of what happened there and uh, he's basically going to go stay with a friend who houses him for the Lord's Supper which we'll talk about on Friday but anyway let's get to the palms because I found this interesting y'all know I love to teach y'all historical apologetics and everything so you can back up what you know with the history and how the Bible supports history and all, all this stuff. But going into culture, the Greek and Roman culture at the time of Jesus' time, palms represented triumph and victory, which is what Jesus is showing. He, he is coming in triumphant with victory. He's bringing salvation. And all these people have to do is accept. Um... In contemporary Roman, it represents peace. And that's that's what he's bringing. Salvation is peace. It is um, peace in your soul. It, it's, it's peace. <laughs> um, and in Revelation 7, 9, in the future, when John is uh, seeing a vision of heaven, he writes it down that the uh, the martyrs are praising God and they're holding up palm branches. And what palm branches represent as they're praising the Lamb of God here is spiritual freedom, which is what Jesus brought when he died on the cross and rose again three days later. So everything, everything that happened on Palm Sunday represents something about what Jesus is about to do. About salvation. About the crucifixion and the resurrection. And just think. Palm Sunday was prophesied back in Zechariah. Which is, you know, the, the, 
where his birth was prophesied, his death was prophesied, his whole Jesus' whole life was prophesied. People knew this was going to happen. And they were told to be looking for it. And they forgot. And it even said that the disciples forgot until um, when Jesus rose back into heaven. Then they remembered. It, like it clicked. Like, oh my gosh. Look at that. And he fulfilled all the prophecies. And so it's just, it's cool. Um, so... I didn't want this to be too long. We're not, uh, we're going to cut it off here. Um, so we've gone over Palm Sunday. We're going to go over Good Friday and the Lord's Supper and all that stuff that happened. Everything that led up to what happens on Easter and why we celebrate Easter and why Easter is so awesome. And I hope y'all have a great week and everything. And don't forget your Bible basics, which will, um, if we continue to be quarantined and I do podcasts, we'll do a whole series on Bible basics um, because they're important for everybody of all ages, not just the kids, uh, for the adults too. And if you have any questions um, regarding Palm Sunday, you can message Chiha Baptist Church on Facebook. And either I or Brother Steve or John will try and get back to you. Um, I hope you have an awesome week and you remember what this week is all about. So, I love y'all and I miss y'all. And stay safe and healthy. Um, We're going to end with prayer. If you have any prayer requests that you would like. Um, to for us to pray about just messages on the Facebook page or um, I think you can message us on the different podcast apps I'm not I'm not sure I'm still new to this but I know you can do it on Facebook so you can put it you can send in your prayer request and we'll start a prayer chain but anyway we're gonna close out in prayer so remember bow your heads and close your eyes and be quiet y'all remember okay ready dear Jesus just thank you for everything you've done for us and thank you for keeping us safe in this confusing time and just continue to keep us safe and healthy dear Lord and just heal those that have um contracted the virus and just um, watch over and protect us dear Lord we also want to lift up our church to you Uh, just um, do with it as you will dear Lord during this time thank you for allowing us uh, different ways to continue to do church with uh, Facebook live streams and podcasts, dear Lord. Thank you for that. And um, just thank you for everything you've done. We want to lift up um, all the children, my little sparks, my little embers, my Christ-wired youth. I miss them all. 
and I just want to lift each and every one of them up to you, dear Lord. Just watch over and protect them and let them know that they are loved, dear Lord. And, um, thank you so much for allowing John and I to teach them and to uh, be there for them. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. <laughs> I teared up. Woo okay, Miss Bree loves all of y'all, and I miss you, and John misses you, and Obadiah and Genesis and Remembrance misses you. Trust me, they do. They're, <laughs> they're missing all their friends right now. So, I love y'all. Be safe. Mwah.